Welcome traders to the SPACs attack. Let's get it started. How we doing traders? Welcome, welcome back to the SPACs attack. If you like SPACs, give me a big old thumbs up. I see some SPACs running today. Looks like the lucid dream is walking, sleepwalking is happening guys. So we'll definitely get into some of the headlines of the day. And of course, we got our interview up later today, TDAC. You guys can't wait. I know Lottery.com, you guys have been uh, hounding us and hounding us to get this interview on. So that's exactly what we did for you guys today. Let's bring on my man, the brains to the show, Chris Ketchy. What's going on, Mitch? How, how was the weekend? Hey, it was great. It was great. I, I know you probably enjoyed um, even just reviewing our, our, Helion our Helion interview, you know. Um, you know, one of the things that I saw is that, man, there is some definite, definite, definite Helion fans out there. Yeah, I'm still going through uh, tweets and emails from everyone out there. We're trying to find out exactly how much merch we have to give away from the company. Uh, and then we'll be, you know, making sure that we do a, you know, a contest or a random draw uh, to see who gets that. But super excited. Uh, that was a great interview with Thomas Healy on Friday. We got another exciting interview today. The best part of today's interview, right, is this is one that the fans wanted. You, you know, we heard this one in the chat. I heard this one on Twitter, um, you know, and then we were able to get Tony on the show today. So super excited about that. And as you said, Mitch, there are some SPACs moving out there. Uh, I see a couple double digit gainers. And then we also had a deal announced on Sunday. I mean, I don't know what's up with that, but we'll, we'll take it, right? A deal announcement, uh, you know, coming into Merger Monday. <laughs> the, the tears, yeah, the tears, the tears for Mitch, the tears for Mitch. You could talk about the story and why Mitch wants to cry here. But like always, guys, smash the like. Let's get into the headlines of the day and we'll go ahead and then eventually get to our interview. That should be starting up around 1115. If you guys could do us a favor, hit the share button. Let everyone know lottery.com is coming on next. All right, guys. Yeah, so getting into headlines on this Monday. Up first, we have Skills, SKLZ. This has been a favorite of ARK Invest. Um, also been targeted by several short reports. So over the weekend, um, a weekly email that comes out from ARK highlights a couple of their positions. And Skills was one of the ones mentioned this weekend. So ARK said that the recent allegations against the company range from its revenue recognition practices to its recent NFL partnership. After reviewing the reports, we believe the claims to be either exaggerated or incorrect. We believe these short reports stem from a misunderstanding of the company, its position in the gaming ecosystem, and its future ambitions. And then goes on to say, you know, Skills is a leading mobile games platform. Um, esports style play and those casual esports tournaments. So again, ARC is not backing down. They've also added shares of skills throughout the week. Um, but again, guys, keep an eye out on this one as it has been attacked by the shorts out there. Then we have PaySafe, PSFE. So PaySafe shares are trading higher. They got a initiation from RBC Capital, an outperform rating, and a $19 price target. Remember, PaySafe just completed that SPAC deal not too long ago. Um, so this is one that's probably going to see some analyst initiations and some recognition, which could put the spotlight on this fintech name. So keep an eye out. And then a couple to watch as we, you know, talk about our deal are going to be those sports betting companies again, right? So out in SPACs, we have DKNG, RSI, and GNOG. So, so lots of catalyst here, right? Because we have the SEAH deal, which I'll get to in a minute. And then we also have several states like New York, Texas, and Florida. You know, the big states getting closer and closer to legalizing online sports betting. Uh, so keep an eye out on these these online sports betting SPACs and also with that SEAH deal, um, you know, talking about valuation later on. So last week was actually a, a slow one out there in SPAC land. We only had three deals announced. So HCAC, DBDR, and FWAA, and, and all of them are trading at about 1055 or below. So nothing too excited out there for investors. And then the other big news last week, 
was there was no SPAC IPOs. This is the first time in, in quite a while that we didn't see any new SPACs, you know, hit the public market in a given week. So it looks like the SEC crackdown on the warrant reclassification has caused, you know, these IPOs to kind of stop and come to a standstill, um, which could mean we see an even bigger backlog of new SPAC offerings, or we could see some of them pulled, um, you know, as time goes on. So keep an eye out, you know, to see if we get any SPAC IPOs this week or next, or if that trend continues. One of our big movers out there is LAZR. So, so the news out today is Luminar Technologies announcing they're partnering with Airbus to test technologies for aircraft safety and autonomous flight with obstacle detection. So the two companies are going to work together on aircraft sensing and perception. Um, looks like investors, you know, receiving that news well, LAZR up double digits. Then this week we have STPK voting on their merger on the 27th and VSPR voting on their merger on the 29th. Then we turn to our deal. So SEAH, guys, this is one we've talked about since the very first show, uh, Sports Entertainment Acquisition. Um, you know, this is one that, you know, we, we've talked about with sports SPACs. We've talked about with SPACs trading around $10. Um, you know, a great management team with NFL experience. And it was announced over the weekend that Supergroup Holding, the owner of Betway and Spin, is going public with SEAH um, in a deal valuing the company at $4.75 billion. Um, so it's, again, online sports betting and a multi-brand online casino. Supergroup is licensed in 23 jurisdictions across Europe, Americas, and Africa. They have scale and leading technology and have been able to expand into new markets, proprietary marketing and data analytics to improve the customer experience and to help them ramp up. So over $42 billion of wagers in the 12-month period ending March 2021, and over 2.5 million monthly unique active customers. Uh, Betway also has a partnership with several NBA teams, so the Chicago Bulls, Golden State Warriors, Brooklyn Nets and Los Angeles Clippers to get their brand well known here in the US. They're also a brand part partner in the UK with the EPL team West Ham United and the esports team Ninjas in Pajamas. Um, one of their biggest growth items is US expansion. So they entered into an agreement with Digital Gaming Corporation that will give them the rights to 10 US states. Among the initial states are Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, and Iowa, which have all legalized online sports betting. The first U.S. bet under this partnership was taken uh, last month in March. And then Supergroup and Digital Gaming also working to add additional licenses outside those initial 10 states. Uh, Supergroup in, the pro in progress of adding 13 additional jurisdictions into operations, including the U.S., and Brazil, a uh, company also looking uh, for more acquisitions to expand its online casino and sports betting and technology stack. Um, so this is a company that's going to be debt-free, uh, gaming revenues of $1.1 billion in 2020, positive EBITDA of $259 million. Revenue was split 48% Americas, 21% Europe, 18% rest of the world, and 12% Africa. So fiscal 2021, uh, $1.6 billion estimate, and then $1.8 billion for fiscal 2022. They see revenue growth of 23.1% from 2020 to 2022, which is higher than Flutter Entertainment, lower than DraftKings, but based on uh, EBITDA margins and valuations, uh, Supergroup trading at 2.6 times estimated 2022 revenue. Flutter trades at 4.8 times and DraftKings at 14.9 times. And then those EBITDA margins, 23.6% higher than both Flutter and DraftKings. So based on the you know FanDuel and DraftKings, the two largest in the U.S., the, this valuation looks great. Shares traded much higher this morning you know, on the first trade here. Um, after the deal was announced yesterday, but they have scaled back here. Um, it looks like about the the 1035 mark now. Um, this is one that you know I I am actually looking at getting in. I I have a limit order in closer to the 1030 range. Um, I think this is a long term winner.
right? Betway is already known across NBA fans because of their jersey sponsorships. And this company has proven they've been able to enter new countries, new markets, and expand rapidly. And I think they're going to be able to do that in the U.S. and compete with DraftKings and FanDuel. And now they're going to have the money to do it. So, you know, I, I got to bring Mitch in here because I know Mitch once owned shares of SEAH. Um, I never got into it myself, which I'm kicking myself again today. But, but Mitch, what, what do you think? I know you're sad, but what do you think of this, this deal and the valuation here? Tears, tears, just single tear. There's nothing worse than holding a company for about four or five months, selling it, and then seeing the announcement come uh, like a couple weeks after that. So, hey, that's just how it goes. I, I believed in the management team, and as I could see now, I should have kept with my decision, and you know that's how it goes sometimes. And and, and what I wanted to in, in the first place, I was looking at SEH for an investment. I thought that they could eventually get that going. That's what I should have kept my mind right. Should have kept it focused on what my plan was. But this this acquisition, I definitely think is a good one. Um, you know, one of the things that we've been seeing, and you you mentioned it here, was the EBITDA. I think you got to pay attention to that, guys. And one of the things that I pay attention to here is how are they focusing? What's the strategy? I've, I've mentioned this before. There's certain companies that have the strategy of a very long-term approach that they're just worried about getting the, the target acquisition, the customers. And then there's certain people that are actually concerned and companies that are actually concerned about their margins. And as you can see, the differences here you can start seeing the strategy differences and, and, and how each of them are focused on different areas of their margins. Some are just focused on getting those customers. Some are actually worried about getting the best out of their margins. Yeah, and making money. Some of them are worried about making money. You see those margins there, that negative one for, for DraftKings. So, you know, I, I like this deal and I'm curious to see where we end the day at. You know, it, it's already fallen down to 1035, but it's had a couple ups and downs today. Um, the other big one out there we've got to talk about, Mitch, is CCIV. I see CCIV up double digits. It, it looks like no, you know, for sure new news out there, but it looks like there's more rumors of Lucid Motors and Apple working together on a vehicle. Again, guys, that's just a rumor, but shares are up 12%. You know, I've, I've talked about this one for a while. Mitch called this one out when it was under 20, uh, you know, last week and the week before. Um, we're now at $23 today. So, you know, keep an eye out on CCIV. This is one, again, you, you got to look at the long-term picture. Um, but also this is a, this is a uh, momentum stock, right? It trades based on rumors and based on news out there, you know, even though they don't have production, you know, this year yet. So keep an eye out on CCIV. What do you, what do you see in Mitch? All right. I'm seeing that I am having some internet problems or something. My, my stream is doing a little bit of buffering here. Let me just check it out right quick. Um, but one of the things that we've mentioned on the CCIV chart, and it's clear as day, guys, that 20 crack. We were looking for that 20 crack for a while now. And now that we've cracked 20, it goes right back above it. Um, now we got to look to see if the rumors come true. And one of the things that you're starting to see is that volume come back. 30 million shares traded today. And if we look at it, the, the kind of the last couple of weeks, it's been trading about 15 to 20 million shares. Now you're actually starting to get above it. Let's see if we can get to about a 40 or 60 million shares traded today. Yeah, I mean, that one didn't stay below 20 for very long. You saw that the trend line, right? It it got under 20, um, but, you know, investors pushed it right back up, right? Because the long-term story here is that Lucid's going to be a, a big player in the EV market. Um, you know, so no surprise. And then that news today that the question is, you know, is is all the volume and the movement today just coming off of the Apple rumor? And if that's the case, what happens in a couple days, you know, if no news comes out from Apple or Lucid, does this thing get sold off again? You know, people taking their profits or moving their money elsewhere? Or do people kind of sit in this one until we get a confirmation you know, one way or another from Apple, you know, Lucid CEO, Peter Rawlinson, he, he's been, he's done several interviews. And during those interviews, when he's asked about partnerships, right, he, he, he doesn't, you know, say no. So he doesn't deny anything. So he hasn't denied Apple, but there's been no confirmation. So I think, you know, investors are, are very peaked, um, you know, that something could be brewing here 
um, between Apple and Lucid. So keep an eye out. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and let's get into our interview. But before we get into our interview, guys, if you guys can do us a favor, I'm seeing only about 46 likes in the chat. We need to get that up to 100 before we bring Tony on. So if you guys want to see Tony, smash that like button. If you're enjoying Lottery.com, hit that like button. Let's get these likes up before we get our guest on today. And, and, and so that we can do that, let's unlock some specs, right, like we always like to do. All right, guys, super excited again. Another exclusive interview here on Spax Attack. And as I said, this is one that you guys, our fans, wanted in the chat. And people have been tweeting at me to get Tony on. So without further ado, joining us on the show today, we have Tony DiMatteo, the CEO of Lottery.com. The company is going public in a SPAC deal with Trident Acquisitions Corp. Ticker is TDAC. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you, Chris. Mitch, great to talk to you both. Yep. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm going to let Chris go with some, and then I'll be back with a question of my own. Awesome. Great to have you on the show, Tony. Mm-hmm. As, as I said, and I'm sure you heard me say, you know, people have been wanting to get you on the show, you know, to hear all about Lottery.com and, and the growth ahead. So I'm super excited. So, you know, we, we talk all things SPACs on the show. So first question I have to ask you is, you know, why did Lottery.com choose the SPAC route to bring the company public and was a traditional IPO, you know, considered or in the works prior to the deal? No, that's a great question, Chris. You know, um, you know, at, at the time, uh, I'll say maybe Q3 or Q4 last year, we were looking at what is the next step for us. And we had thought about doing like a, another private round uh, with, and we had talked to some very big uh, PE firms uh, like, you know, GA and, and Warburg, et cetera. Um, and then we were lucky enough to be introduced to the Trident folks. And, you know, look, I've always felt that we really, Lottery.com should be public uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. Like, we, I, I think we have the best possible name and po- best possible brand in the world to do what we do. And there's just a huge opportunity there. And so we got to know the, the Trident folks and who they were. And, you know, we did our our diligence on them. They did it on us. And it, it just, it made the most sense in the world. And, and I, I feel like, you know, it's, um, you know, really when I, when I sort of step back and think about it is, is we could stay a private company and still be very successful, but we have an opportunity to really be on the big stage and to help other folks also be, you know, very successful in what they're doing on the investor side. And so it, it just makes a lot of sense. Like we, we are the, in, in our opinion, is we are the best brand, the best name possible to do what we do and to, to own this entire lottery space. And so going public, just made the the most sense and obviously like SPACs in my opinion are the best way to sort of go about that uh it, it it's a it's a fast way to, to be very big and very public in, in a short amount of time awesome so you know a lot of viewers watching are familiar with the company the brand um but give us just you know a brief background for those unfamiliar what is lottery.com all about Sure. You know, so we, we started the company about six years ago, uh, a little over six years ago. And, and the idea was simply, can we find a way to take the lottery online? The lottery, in the, at least in the U.S. And, and in most parts of the world, is a very legacy industry, meaning it is um, it, it's, it's retail. You have to walk in with paper money, you have to walk out with paper ticket. And so we thought, look, look this has to go online eventually. And so when I met my co-founder, Matt, is we decided that we're going to build things that should exist or that are inevitable to exist, things that have to happen eventually. Um, Lottery was one of those projects, and this is the one that really took off. Um, you know, and so if you, if you think about lotteries, it, it, it's an aging player base that will eventually age out, and it's just not possible for uh, that industry to continue in the retail world. And the so it has to go online. They're like, there's no question about that. Eventually, this will go online the same way that Amazon has and Uber has, and etc. We have to bring this online. And so we thought, like, we can be the people that actually make that happen. And that, that's that's what we are. We're 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 not gaming people. We're we're not uh, anything else. We're really just technologists that that saw the opportunity and and wanted to take advantage of that. So we let people play the lottery from their phone. So Powerball, Mega Millions, those types of games. Uh, you can now do that from your phone. You don't have to go to the store. 
And the biggest actually inflection point for us as a company was when COVID hit. Um, if there is a silver uh, any silver lining is that uh, when COVID hit uh, and the lockdowns happened, uh, it was very clear that you know it, it, you can no longer go to the store. And so that has really accelerated our company and states have to account for that now. They have to plan for that going forward. And so the, the push to have the, those same games that everybody knows and loves to be online, it has just been magnified. Um, and so it, this must happen. And now we are at the exact right point in history to make that all happen. Perfect. So, you know, there's a map in the investor presentation that shows, you know, the states that lottery.com is in. So represented with the red, we've got expansion, the the blue with the letters and then future expansion with the lighter blue. So walk us through this, you know, how does lottery.com, you know, enter some of these states that it's not currently in and, you know, what does each state bring, uh, you know, in terms of uh, growth and revenue moving forward? Sure. You know, so um, I'll say, if you if you look at, if you're looking looking at this slide, it took us about five years to get four or five states open, uh, and the, and the reason for that is that when we started, is we had to really get permission from each state to operate as as we're going forward. And if you you can imagine, is that from the state's perspective, when we started six years ago, we were an unknown quantity. We they didn't know who we were or what we were doing, and so it took us about a year to get one state to say yes to us to allow us to actually operate as a courier service and just operate in, in good standing. And our whole thesis was simply, if we can do that, and we can prove that we are a good actor, then other states would eventually fall in line. And that worked out. So the, our first state was New Hampshire. It took us one year to get that deal done um, to actually allow us to operate there. And then it just expanded from there. Um, and so it, it's very simple. It, we have secure facilities in every state that we operate in. So when you're buying a ticket from us, uh, I'll say it looks and feels like you're buying a ticket from us. What you're actually doing is is uh, asking us to buy that ticket on your behalf and then manage the interest of that ticket over time. So we get the ticket for you in our secure facility, and then we manage the interest of that ticket. So we check the numbers, we redeem the winnings, and then you're allowed to cash out uh, if you if you've won. You can either buy more tickets with that winnings, or you can you know cash out back to your bank account or debit card. Um, that has been really the, the, the most important thing is for us to be a, a good actor and make sure that, you know, we don't, we, we, everybody gets paid out and everybody, you know, the, the, the integrity of the game is the most important thing. And that's really the risk for a state. And we've proven that over the last six years. And so now uh, states are very much agreeable for us to go into those states and to operate and to move very fast. And so you know, we, we're in 12 states now. We project another six at least this year. But really, our goal in the next, I'll say, 12 to you know, 24 months is to be in every state that we possibly can as fast as we can, uh, as well as international expansion. Perfect. Yeah, international expansion. I definitely want to hit on that. That's coming up in a couple questions here. You know, I, I got to turn to one of the big news items, you know, since this SPAC deal was announced was Lottery.com announced uh, the acquisition of sports.com, you know, implying a, a sports betting launch. I don't know how many details you can give us, Tony, but walk us through this acquisition, what it means for lottery.com. And, you know, I, I'm going to assume that none of this was priced into the projections put out in that presentation, um, if that's correct, Tony. Well, that's correct. None of none of the, the, the sports.com uh, acquisition is priced in at all to, into, into what we're doing. Um, Obviously, is definitely like you know we belong in sports betting, and really, if you think about the division of the company, is I think the right way to think about us is that our intention is to be a global marketplace for all types of games of chance, whatever that means. So, sort of an Amazon of games of chance, where we have potentially a, in a global view all of these different providers in whatever country you're in, and so when you come to our property, whether it's lobby.com or sports.com, you come to our app and we want to check your location and your verify your identity and your age and then we want to be able to show you whatever games you're legally allowed to play at that moment in space and time and so that can be anything it can be sports betting it can be dfs it can be slots casino it can be literally lottery obviously or anything else um, but we have a, this this in, incredible opportunity not just on the lottery side but in all of the other games of chance that exist and so our our, our intention is to just be this incredible brand and this incredible um, you know, 
we are, I'll say this, we are a household name. Whether you've ever been to our property or not, when people think lottery, they go to lottery.com. And that, that has been our, our entire thesis is just that we can control the consumer layer and, and bring folks who maybe have never played before and just give them an easy on-ramp into lottery products. And then once we convert them onto a lottery product is that we can expose them to all these other types of games and chains. Now, I, I noticed in the investor presentation, and I'm sure a lot of other people did as well that, that looked at this, on the board of directors, we have Jason Robbins, the CEO of DraftKings, um, you know, and here you are launching into sports betting in the future. Uh, you know, can you just talk about, you know, what Robbins brings to the table and, you know, is this a deal sports.com that he had a say in and will there be any conflict here between lottery.com and DraftKings or the potential for a partnership down the road? Well, I'll say this, you know, Jason has been, uh, an incredible investor for us and a great advisor for us as, as we've marched along. I don't think that there's actually a conflict as we move along. And um, I'll, I'll say there's always a potential for a, a cooperation as we move forward. But, um, you know, I, I, I just want to be careful in, in what I say there. Um, you know, I think Jason, he wrote one of our first checks. Uh, I think he, he put in, you know, his own personal cash in 2015. And he's been really helpful, not just understanding how we move forward on the regulatory side into other types of, of sports and dealing with the states, um, but also from a perspective of, of SPACs. You know, they, they've had an incredibly successful SPAC um, and, and we're sort of just following that same playbook. Um, uh, Jason is phenomenal. One of the best CEOs out there, in my, in my opinion. Um, and we just want to continue that relationship. Everybody is incredibly helpful in everything that we've done so far and there's really no conflict. And we have some big plans going forward uh, in, in the sports betting world. Yeah, I'm sure you can't give us everything today, Tony. I, I, we're excited to hear more about the sports betting, so we'll just we'll just leave it at that for now. Um, I want to turn to crypto and blockchain. Um, you know, so there was news out that you're partnering with Voyager Digital, it looks like, um, on a payment platform. And then also, you know, I see blockchain mentioned several times in the presentation. One of those members of the board of directors, it's listed that he has blockchain experience. So walk us through, you know, how does Lottery.com play into uh, cryptocurrency and, and blockchain going forward? Sure. So, yes, definitely. Like, we're very excited about Voyager and that integration. And, and it's, it, I'll say the Voyager integration is simply a way for folks that, that are holding crypto now to play the games that we are playing now or you know, that we offer now. Um, on the on the blockchain perspective, one right now is that we are already using the the chain to just audit every single transaction that ever happens on our platform. So if you order a, a Powerball ticket, is that we record that, we tie your identity to it, and so that we know who bought what ticket and what numbers. Um, the next evolution of that is really to run our own blockchain-based games. Uh, outside of the U.S., obviously, because we don't want to be competitive at all to the, the to the U.S. games. Um, but if you can imagine a, a game like a let's let's call it like Lottery.com Monster Millions, um, which it could be a Powerball type game that we could run in the rest of the world, and uh, really, I think we can do very well there. I think we have a again a great brand and a great domain. Um, but you know, I, I think there there are other crypto lottery projects for sure out there in the world. And in our opinion, the, the, the they are limited to the total addressable market of people who are actually holding crypto at that moment. Whereas I believe that we can have a global game that does good in the world for sure as a portion of every single ticket that is ever bought. Um, but we can now offer this type of game to the entire world and the advantage that we have is that you can buy a ticket with either crypto or you can buy that with just fiat. And if you buy that ticket, you can be paid out however you like, but that opens it up really to the world. Um, and, you know, eventually we, we want to be able to let those people who actually play determine and vote on where those, uh, where the funds go for good causes, whether that's for a distinct cause or in a geographic location is we want to be able to let people have that transparency and let people, you know, really when they play a game and they know it's for good, they might win something, but they know whatever that they're doing goes to benefit somebody. 
Perfect. So you touched on, you know, mentioning international uh, a couple minutes ago. So there was an acquisition uh, in Mexico that's included in the presentation, um, you know, on one of the slides. Walk us through this acquisition here and what it means, you know, for Lottery.com to gain access to the Mexican market. Sure, absolutely. You know, I think um, so the Mexican market, if you if you can think about it, obviously, like Powerball is the the, the largest brand really globally in, in terms of uh, in the lottery space. Um, and we've we picked up Aganar and Wake a lot of um, they have, a, I think, a, a very interesting set of licenses where we can sell the, the national lottery tickets in Mexico on, on, the, on those platforms. But we can also now um, to this official channel, bring U.S. lottery products to those same users. And this is really the jumping off point. You know, th this allows us to uh, expand those licenses into uh, other countries in Latin America, as well as getting into sports betting and, uh, and other types of games of chance. So this is, has been a, uh, a, a really strategic win for us, but this is really just the beginning. You know, our, our goal again is to be the global marketplace for all types of games of chance under the lottery.com brand. And then, you know, since the SPAC deal was announced, we had another acquisition um, in the European market. So, you know, what countries did Lottery.com gain access to? Will it be able to expand in Europe under that brand? And then again, you know, that's not priced into the presentation. What kind of uh, revenue uh, does that potentially add down the road here? Right. You know, I think it, it, it represents... Uh... A huge amount of revenue as we go forward and that's not represented in, in any of the numbers that we've actually sort of published um the 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 a lot of europe is a, a bit more advanced as far as taking the lottery digital and in some countries it, it hasn't hit there yet um but you know our, our goal is to again open up and either acquire or partner with as many possible operators as we possibly can that are already in good standing and just either expose you know our products to them or in reverse expose their products to our users so if you can imagine there's a lot of um very good you know gaming operators that could be uh, a sports book uh, dfs casino etc um and they can we can just ex we can expose those players to the legitimate us lottery games to that platform and so it, it really the sky's the limit in my opinion and we're just marching along that path Perfect. So, you, you know, the original investor presentation, we had revenue of 10 million in 2020 and then estimates for 71 million in 2021. And then that big ramp up coming in 2022. You know, when can investors look forward to maybe seeing some updated uh, guidance with the sports.com and the international acquisition, um, you know, going forward? Yeah, I think fairly soon is we'll put out some guidance about what we're hitting. And, I, and I'll just say that I, I believe that we're very much on track. I think we've actually beat our, our numbers in, in Q1. Um, and so we're, we're on the right track to do exactly what we expected to do. Um, it's not always easy, I'll say, and, and things can change. And, you know, uh, I, it's, it's a bit, uh, nobody knows what the future holds. Um, but I'll say at this moment in time is we're doing very well and we've actually beat our expectations internally of, of what we've done in, in Q1. Perfect. Looks like Mitch is going to hop in now with some questions for you, Tony. So I'll kick it over to Mitch. Hey, Mitch. All right. All right. So one of the things that I like to do is I'm always about the story. And one of the things that I always look for is what's the next story or the trend to come, right? And so that's why I'm going to refer to here on the investor presentation where you guys talk about the consumer ship shift to convenience and how, you know, that has been made in so many different industries and it's looking like it's going to go to yours. Can you explain to us how the old model and new model approach has really kind of transitioned and digital transformation and how you guys are really going to lead the digital transformation in lottery? No, oh, absolutely. You know, so really what this slide represents is the idea of it's not just a digital transformation. It is a convenience transformation, meaning, you know, of course, you know, Amazon was going to be borders and Uber was going to be the taxis. Um, and that that is the way of things. And so if you look at lottery, is it is a, uh, a legacy industry, as I mentioned, which is that you have to walk in with paper money and you have to walk out with a paper ticket. And that cannot continue in perpetuity. And if you imagine, you know, 25, 50 years out there, obviously 
there's no way that the lottery can actually continue the way that it is. Um, and when we started the company, is we thought, look, we cannot be disruptive. That's something that we realized very early on. We cannot be sort of the Uber model, which was at the time to go into a market, um, try to get as much you know market share as they possibly could, and then deal with whatever the regulatory fallout was. And because for them, they could fight the taxis, and the and that was a sort of a, a fair fight. Um, with us, the the lottery is ran by the states, and so we we quickly understood that. We have to be cooperative that we cannot disrupt this industry we are just here to help advance the industry going forward and bring it online um, and the real inflection point again was covid and so once the lockdowns happened and the quarantines happened is the states quickly realized that they have to have some type of option to to be online um, and that's where we come in and so for us as we can come into a state with no cost to the state no development time no rfp process and just be there very quickly set up shop create these secure facilities and operate in very short order. Um, and that's a, a huge benefit for the states because in, in a lot of states, they depend on this lottery revenue to fund schools or veteran causes or, or anything else. It's very important that, that this happens. And so that has been the accelerator for us going forward. And we expect that to continue to happen. You know, we, we sort of had this black swan event, which was COVID, but we every state realizes that they have to plan now going forward for this to happen again, um, because they cannot be caught flat-footed a second time with that same issue. All right, and so the next thing I wanted to get into would be kind of some comparisons here. And so the first one I want to address really is kind of just the global addressable market here. And I'll pull up this slide here, guys. And one of the things that I, I like here is the market share. And can you explain to me um, how how the market share right now, it, it seems low, but to me, how you guys are going to be able to grab that market share in the next couple of years moving towards 2025? Sure. You know, I, we have a, you know, 0.02% of the market share right now. Um, most of the, of all tickets are still sold in the retail market. If, if you even sort of take out 2020 with the, with the lockdowns. Um, but it, it is, it, it's incredible. The blue ocean is that the, digital or convenient transformation has not happened quite yet in a large scale in the lottery space. And so it's, it's really about us just acquiring users at a very low price and, and explaining to them that now this is really, this is something you can do from your phone. Um, and, you know, like as lottery.com, I think obviously one of our biggest assets is that we are lottery.com. We are a household name, whether you've ever been to our property or not. Uh, everybody understands lottery and they know lottery. And so really when we do like a user acquisition campaign, it's just us spreading the word and saying, look, look, you can do this now from your phone. Would you like to do that? Um, so our cost per acquisition is about $4 domestically and internationally. Um, and so we, we know that our, our competitors are about 12 to $13 to acquire that same user. So we have this very low you know, CPA. And once we get that user, we believe now that we can ex expose them to other types of games of chance, whether that's uh, you know, bingo or Kino or daily fantasy or, or sports betting, et cetera. Um, and that's how we eventually control the consumer layer. Yeah, this is the exact slide. Um, you know, and so it, when we acquire a user, uh, we, we make about 17, 20 on them in the first year. Uh, that 31% churn rate, it, the way to think about that is that we, we're keeping about 69% of every user that comes to us to, to when they actually buy. Um, we, and this is calculated on a 12 month uh, time frame. And so I think if you look compare that to like a, a SaaS platform where they compare monthly, that's how they determine their churn rate is really, this is a phenomenal number. Um, and the, the difference, I think there's two really types of lottery players. One type of player, uh, they play every single week consistently uh, over time. And then the other type of player is the occasional player. And they only play when the jackpot is, you know, over a hundred million dollars. Uh, and so, but what we found is that if you play with us one time, even if you're an occasional player and the jackpot is over a hundred million dollars, uh, if you don't play with us again for another six months, the next time that it's that high, you're very, very likely to play with us again. 
Um, as as a old uh, retail manager of a 7-Eleven, I can tell you that is very, very true, Tony. Uh, over $100 million definitely gets the, the juices flowing. And it would be interesting. Someone that you'd never see buying a ticket will be walking in because, hey, now, now there's a, a bigger chance. Now, one of the things that I wanted to get into, and I, I'm going to refer to this, and, and really it's, it's not really to compare these different ones, but what I wanted to talk about was is there a potential potential maybe for some sports uh, league deals. That's one of the things that I'm interested, you know, with these names mentioned here, like DraftKings, Rush, Golden Nugget. I'm looking to see if, is there any league deals maybe in the works or is something that you think could potentially come from here? Um, well, the, the shorter answer is yes, right? Like I, I think that is likely to happen. I'm being very careful about what I say on this is we've sort of had some of those conversations and they are very possible to happen as we go forward is I would say that from a professional sports league perspective that having a distinct lottery partner that covers the entire league is very attractive for them as they go forward. Um, you know, and, and again, if you expand what you think a lottery means uh, a, a lottery without getting into the sort of legal and technical details it, a lottery a sweepstakes and a raffle are very similar and we can sort of accommodate all of those types of games whether they are in stadium or also with the fans that are watching online or on tv um so those are definitely possible and i'll say we've had some of those conversations but i can't say a lot more than that at this time Tony, uh, I'm going to jump in here. One of the things we like to do here on SPACs Attack with our loyal fans, and again, our loyal fans, you know, wanted to bring you on the show so bad, is we're going to ask some questions from the chat. Um, so I see a question here from Jose. Uh, looks like maybe just asking, you know, about lottery.com. So they asked digital scratch offs question mark. So can you just give us, you know, a, a brief example of some of the offerings that lottery.com has in these states? Sure. So I'll say, you know, when we operate domestically in the U.S., um, a, a, a digital scratcher is really not allowed uh, because the, the states are not well equipped to have those games yet in most cases. And so really a digital scratcher in the U.S., you are marching along that path, and those will happen eventually, but that requires a lot of state buy-in and technical integration. Um, outside of the U.S., however, is that we do have the ability to run these instant games. That's what we call them. An instant game is a digital scratcher or other type of game. Um, and so you'll, you'll see, not just in Mexico, but in other parts of the world, that we have these digital scratchers and instant games, which are very high margin for us, for sure. Awesome. And then another question here from Born to be Free, and you started to get into this a little bit. Um, it's, do you have agreements with the states or do you not have to compete with state lotteries? So kind of give us the breakdown there of when you enter a state, what that partnership uh, looks like with the state lottery or the other participating companies. Sure. No, that, that's a really great question. So we're never competitive with the state because if you imagine is that we are, we are selling a state's game for them for free without cost so it doesn't cost the state anything for us to operate in those states so and only a handful of states have actually gone online themselves and then sort of brought that process forward we believe that we have a better ui and a better experience for for for, for players to, to play on but we're never ever competitive with the state and this goes back to what i mentioned is that we, we cannot be disrupted in this industry all we can do is help advance it and help states go online and be that sort of digital arm for them but if, if a state is, is already online that is fantastic for us and really all we're doing is just adding more revenue to the state and so that you know we can reach a different you know potentially a different demographic or a different user group that that plays those same games but we're never ever in competition with the state and that's the best part of it really is that we don't have enemies is that we just have people who are who are collaborative and in, in reaching the same goal which is to sell more tickets now, one thing that, um, and I want to refer back, you know, you were talking about customer acquisition. And one of the things that I notice uh, in, in a lot of these companies is they spend a lot and they spend a lot in advertisement. Can you explain to me how your strategy is for your company in advertisement? Sure. You know, it, it's really, um, I'll say, again, we leverage our domain name and our brand of uh, being lottery.com. So, We've spent very little money, honestly, in the last, I'll, I'll say, 18 to 24 months on user acquisition, but we have worked hard in that to optimize it. That's how we got down to $4, right? And I think there's a little bit more room to actually get that a little bit lower, uh, but it, it's it's more of an awareness campaign. 
is that just like, hey, everybody, like this is possible now. We're lottery.com. And, you know, one, I think we, we're, we're lucky enough to have those, that brand and that domain to, to have people trust us on the first transaction to, to, to be, for them to become a customer. And we've worked really hard to make sure that they continue to trust us. So, you know, like our, our customer happiness team is, in my opinion, world-class. If you ask, you know, what happened to my ticket? What's going on? Have I been paid out, et cetera? Like you get a very fast response. So it's, it's on us to really develop that brand, develop that trust as we go forward. But, um, you know, really is, is where it, it, it was very strategic for us to get that brand of lottery.com and that domain name. And people come to us, you know, and, and even just at lottery.com, if you go to the website from anywhere in the world, is we have lottery data for over 600 games and I believe over 40 countries, just if you just want to check your results, right? So if you, you know, have a, a paper ticket and you want to see if you won or not, you can come to our site, look up that game and, and understand if you won. And then if you, that's really part of our strategy is once we start to expand to these other states and countries, now we can capture that user who is used to just coming to us to check their results and actually make them a, a paying customer, uh, you know, just by playing on our platform. Awesome. Well, it looks like that's going to wrap with questions. Tony, I, I got to tell you, you have some loyal fans out there. Uh, again, they, they've been, you know, begging us to get you on the show. And I want to shout out, we've got a comment here in the chat from Dipper saying, this is a long-term hold for me, been in it since its inception and continue to add great idea, great company. You, you know, so Tony, there, there's some fans out there. You really rooting for you. I know we will be as well. We, we want to thank you. So guys, again, you know, Tony from lottery.com, the company is merging with Trident Acquisition. That's ticker TDAC. Thank you so much, Tony, for joining us on SPACs Attack today. Thank you guys so much. And I appreciate everybody who is a sort of a long-term holder and believer as we're going to do amazing things. And the last thing I'll say is we're building a 20-year company. And so it takes time. We've got to do it right. But the sky's the limit. We're going to the moon. Awesome. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much, Tony. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, you guys heard it first here. Let me know the next time the lottery is over 100 million so I can go get my ticket. I will be the first one up. I've done it all the time. I mean, hey, who, who hasn't bought a ticket of the lottery? I mean, who? Those people that uh, that have those dreams that say, oh, I got the winning numbers in my dream last night. Yeah. So. You know yeah, any any time that jackpot gets up, you know, you, you said it right, 7-Eleven. I mean, how many times do you go to a gas station and there's people in there, you know, just buying lottery tickets? How much easier would it be if they could just get online and buy lottery tickets? What a great concept. Um, you know, Mitch, if you, if you want to pull up that chart, um, TDAC, you know, uh, it, it's moving today. Um, that three-month chart, though, is what I was looking at. You know, this thing was over $15 um, in February. I think that was when the sports.com deal was announced. So it has pulled back a little bit. But, you know, the, the most exciting takeaways for me, Mitch, are a lot of this isn't priced in, right? The international acquisition they did, the sports.com, the sports betting, that, that's not in their projections. So even when you talked about, you know, those slides that show the comparisons to peers like DraftKings and others, th those are out of date, right? Because they don't include mm -hmm. some of those acquisitions. So to me, this is exciting. And I mean, what better comment from Tony at the end to follow up on our long-term SPAC show than to say that he's building what? A 20-year company, you know, and planning to, to shoot for the moon here. So great insight. Guys, let us know in the chat what you thought, and let's get those likes up to 150. We we have a giveaway I want to talk about, but I want to see those likes fly. And what do you think, Mitch, on that on that chart? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I'd say is that you see on this chart, I I went to a weekly because sometimes whenever I see multiple bottoms near a price level, I want to see if it shows up on the weekly. And so here you see it clear as day. Right above here, it's near this 12 to 11.78. There's been multiple times where you got those closes in the week right underneath here. And so that's what I'd be looking for it to get strong here now. Now, one of the things that you can clearly see also is look at the volume, right? 
And so one of the things that you see is kind of decline of volume, decline of volume, decline of volume. Let's see if when we get up towards this resistance line, the 1350, when we should run into resistance on that trend line, let's see if we can get a big volume pop to pop up there. And then we can get that move back up there towards the 1650s. I'm going to be definitely interested in this one. I like the look here. And one of the things to state is that, hey, the, va the valuation, I mean, with, with them only having 0.2, of the market share with that much of market share available the pie is out there guys so yeah, the way i i look at it is you know if tdac and, and lottery.com want to go and get their pie it's out there so that's why i'm going to keep an eye on it there and the addressable market is there guys and one of the things i've noticed and i and i thought about it when he was talking about it you know lottery has been so like paper and, and and not digital that it does make sense at least in my eyes coming from a person that's seen how people are in their lottery there's some people that man they don't miss a single drawing and i can tell you that there's some people that it, it don't matter what they are there and they spend time and one of the things is they a lot of them make the trip to the gas station this is just that convenience factor that i can go ahead and put it in my bet at home yeah, and some of them probably make that trip no matter what, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a blizzard, uh, you know. So this is one of those companies to me, Mitch, where, you know, the pandemic helped its growth and I think will transform the way people think of it. It's kind of like a Zoom, right? Zoom, you know, it got heightened during the pandemic. Everyone saw the convenience. And even as we get out of the pandemic, people are still going to use Zoom because they see the convenience and the cost savings, right? You don't have to do these in-person meetings. So same thing, lottery.com. You don't have to go to the gas station to buy your lottery tickets. You can do it online. So to me, I, I think the runway growth here is huge. You know, you heard him say only 0.02% market share. And, and like you said, Mitch, that pie, right? We, we just want to get get a piece of that pie and that that's a big old pie that they have sitting in front of them on the table right now 398 billion that that's billion with a b guys with a capital b on that right there yeah even uh, if I'm they can, even if they can get one percent like one percent of that is insane look look at compared here guys we i know we are big big sports betting fans and, and we talk about that always chris and i we, we like our sports but Look at the global sports betting market here, 85 billion versus 398 for the global lottery market. You're talking about, we're talking about almost more than three times the addressable market there. And so that's, that's what I, that's the, that's what stands out to me. I, I mean, a lot of people are looking at, at different bet players, but I mean, 0.02%, even if they get like 5%, 5% of the market share, they're going to have a, a pretty, pretty big size in the revenue there. So that's what I'll pay attention to, guys. Watch how that number changes. And, and if anything, pay attention to their earnings and how they release new new data and see how that number changes. Does Do they start grabbing more of the market share? Do they start eating more of the pie? That's what I'm going to be looking out for. Mitch, you know what the best part of is that slide, if you want to put that back up again? it that. Yeah. That, that graph that only shows that's the lottery in the red, right? Now, what's going to happen? They actually get to go over to that graph or that bar a couple away for sports betting, and, and you get to stack that on top, right? Because they're going to enter sports betting now, too. So that takes their total addressable market closer to $500 billion between the two. Like, that's insane. And, and you know, to, to me, this is a, a great long term winner. Uh, again, shares are moving today up 9%, but you're still buying under, you know, where this was when they announced that sports.com deal. And, you know, this just doesn't have everything priced in. You heard Tony say that their first quarter numbers were, were ahead of estimates, you know, so when we get those numbers, I think this thing moves again. So, uh, you know, what what are we at for likes here? We're getting close, guys. 114, I see. Um let, let's keep those likes going. And, and Mitch, do we want to talk about this contest that we've got going on this week? Hmm. Or do we want some more likes first? I, I think we need to get to 150 before we give out some free stuff. I mean, free stuff, you know. Free stuff requires free an stuff. effort, right? Right, yeah. You, you don't just get it for the F-R-E-E. <laughs> you got to do something. But uh, thank you, Tony. Tony telling me that my mic was clipping. 
I appreciate it. I, I turned myself down. I was probably a little bit hot, a little bit excited from the interview. So thumbs up, Tony. I appreciate the advice there. Like like we try to do, guys, give us some feedback. Let us know in the comments after the show. Who do you guys want to see next? We will reach out. If I got to write these guys' Twitters, if I got to hit them up, if I got to go to finding out wherever I can find them, I, I, I go into it. We got Zoltan in the back. I go into LinkedIn. Chris doesn't stop. We will figure it out for you guys. The main thing is you guys got to let us know and, and give us some feedback on what you guys want better on SPACs Attack, what you want more of, and what you want less of. I, I, we, won't be, we won't get offended. We don't get offended. You don't want to see Mitch. It's okay. I'll hide in the back. Yeah, I can guys, hide. That's, that's how we got Tony on the show today, right? You guys wanted him on. Someone tweeted out at him, said, hey, when are you going to get Tony on SPACs attack? And Tony replied and said, sure, I'd love to come on. So, you know, you guys helped bring him on the show today. So, you know, we appreciate that too. Uh, you know, oh man, those likes are getting, they're getting close, Mitch. I, I just want to hit so we can talk about this giveaway before the show ends. But I don't know if we're going to get there, which means we might have to wait until tomorrow to talk about the giveaway, which makes me kind of sad. Yeah, you know, it's just part of it. You know, if you guys want to get some free swag, hit that like button. We get, we, we need like 12 more. That's nothing, guys. That's nothing. Like my man Shiv said here, thumb, 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 thumbs up. Let's get them up there, guys, and, and let's start let's start talking about it here. So one of the things that we want to do, guys, is and, and we're gonna still work. Uh, kind of, we got another giveaway that we're doing also, guys. So definitely hit us up on spacsattackbenzinga.com. Um, so today, today, guys. I see 150. I saw Boom, 150. Boom, baby. There it is. Boom, baby. If you want to join the SPAX attack, you already know that you got to hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up. So the giveaway here, let me let me take away TDAC right there. Um, so I'm going to put the link in the chat here for you guys. You guys, let's go ahead up and pull it up here. And so that way we can get into the entries. So one of the ways that you're going to enter, guys, is to be a subscriber of Benzinga and Benzinga Clips. The best way to do it is to just go through that SPACs attack click that I just put in there. I put the link in the in the chat there. I'm going to pull up here what exactly you're going to do, guys, so that you guys understand how to enter in the tournament. And so there you guys see the picture. I'm going to put this on the board here. And so when you go to the link, guys, you're going to see the SPACs attack giveaway. You, the way to enter, guys, and, and you're participating to win $100 in Benzinga swag. And then the uh, second, third, and fourth place get 25. So let's go ahead. What you're going to do is you're going to subscribe to Benzinga Clips. Let them know. Fill it in. Once you go ahead and you saved in there, you know, 954, call me, hit me up, guys. No, that's not my real number. It was close to it, though. <laughs> I was like, you're, you're brave. You're like Raz throwing out his phone number here. It, it was close enough, close enough. And then you go to the next one here, guys. You want to go to the other ones here. Subscribe there, guys. That will get you there. Hit the subscribe. Become a member, guys. And there. Oh, look. Already a member. Already Boom. subscribed. Then th that way, when you go ahead and you get back here, guys, and you, you're going to be able to come back here, you can go ahead up and hit that refresh on there. We already got this checked, checked. Looks like there you go. We got the check marks there. Then there you get access are. to the next ways, the six ways to enter, right? So those first two gave you four entries already, guys. And if you want to get some more entries, you can hit the follow at Benzinga for plus one or even the best one here, guys, the secret code. I'm only going to give the secret code during our show, during our show, so that the people that are in here don't give out the secret. Shh. Yeah, guys, if, if you give, out the, it out. If you give out the secret, it just lowers your chances of winning. So, you know, we, we had to come up with a secret code. And Mitch, I know there is a, a so we talk sports betting, right? But there's also a big horse race coming up next weekend. The Derby, guys, the Derby. The Derby is the secret code there, guys. So definitely, definitely fill it out. Hit that secret code. Get your five entries there, guys. And if you do everything, all these, 
you'll get 10 bonus entries. So if you really want to help your percentages and your chance to win here, guys, go and do it all. You'll get 10 more bonus entries for doing all the actions. And like that I said there, I'm going to go ahead and put the link in here again there for you guys to join our Benzinga Spax Attack giveaway. As you know, your men here, right here, sticking with you on the Spax Attack. If you want to see your face like this guy right here, smiling, hit the like button, hit the subscribe for us, and looks like Manny did for us. I appreciate it, Manny. That's what it's all about. That's what we're here for. Thank you, Cole, for the support. Looks like up next on Power Hour, we're going to be having the CEO of Vuzi on there, so definitely check that out. Zoten giving us some great information there. But the secret code, one more time. Derby, Derby, guys. If you want your entries, looks like we're starting to get some entries there. 15 entries already. Oh, you might giving this you out. You might have to hit refresh. I think I'm seeing a hundred entries now. So holy Boom, cow, baby. there we go. Boom, baby. People That's what want, you want to see there, guys. People want some swag. So again, guys, first place, a hundred dollars in Benzinga swag. Second, third, and fourth will get twenty-five dollars in Benzinga swag. You can pick whatever you want. I mean, I would of course pick a Spax Attack t-shirt, but again, it's up to you. Uh, so guys, thanks for tuning in. Another great interview. TDAC is the ticker. It's still moving. And Power Hour coming up next, Mitch. I know I'm going to be watching because Vuzix, V-U-Z-I, has been a hot mover this year, um, you know, in the VR, the AR space. So super excited. So don't go anywhere. This stream will redirect to Power Hour. What do you think, Mitch? You, you excited to hear from uh, Vuzix? I feel like I heard you talk about that on, on one of the shows one time. You know, no, actually super excited to see that one. I haven't seen the CEO in an interview before, so I'm definitely going to check that out. You know, one of the things is when you don't know about a CEO, one of the best ways to see it is that interview. And, and, and I don't do this often, guys, but there's certain stocks that I will believe in the CEO so much that I'll buy into the company based off of the CEO. Very rare times will I do this, but the way that I do that is because a lot of times what I'll see in the CEO is that they have an understanding not only of their business, but the industry that they're in. And that's what matters to me. It's not only how do you understand your business, but how do you understand the timing of the rotation of the industry you're in. Like let's say for cannabis for a long time, there was too many people pushing the gas pedal early and then certain CEOs said, hold on, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait to put the gas pedal because when it comes down to legalization in the United States, that's when I wanna hit the gas forward. And so that's why I'm gonna focus on that. I'm gonna leave you guys with a cool little trailer here that we, that we used. Um, it was like a little gift thing that I made just to have some fun. If you guys enjoyed it, hit the like button, support Chris and I. You guys can hit us up on Twitter, Story Investors or Chris Ketchy on Twitter, guys. Hit us up, hit the SPACs attack. We'll go and talk some SPACs, you know. You guys can hit me up, make, let me know why I'm crying in S-E-A-H. <laughs> I'll still be crying in it and, and, and that's how it will be but hey that's how it goes guys catch me tonight money mitch we'll see you guys later thanks everyone